to Business in the Front, Potty in the Back Podcast. <laughs> I always do spirit fingers, and then today I felt tired, but then I thought, oh, I'll do it. So I just, I don't know if Pick you yourself up a little bit. I, I yeah. held up one hand instead of two. I should, two hands. There we go. Did I ever tell you about the yoga teacher that I went to? And um, he was really kind of like an alternative yoga teacher. It was as though he took his poses, but then he made them his own, which mm-hmm. I loved. I found him to be hilarious because a lot of the things that he had us do didn't always work out as planned. And it was the funniest yoga class ever. Anyway, um, he didn't really last at that studio because he had a hard time building up a following because I think he... <laughs> <laughs> a bit random. Whereas I, I thought it was great because you just never knew what was going to happen. Anyway, he did this one thing where basically you come up. Um, it's kind of like if you're in a standing pose and you put your hands up almost like a circle above you and then you bring them down, you know, mm-hmm. but he would always do spirit fingers, but he always said, and summer rain. So we oh always did God, like summer rain. <laughs> yeah, that. it was so good. So I always remember him. I just thought he was so great. It was devastated when this, this studio basically said, no, he can't keep working here because he doesn't have a following. I'm like, I'm a following. I, I come every class. What a bummer. We didn't yeah, have an instructor so. who was always late. So it was great because one of us would just take the class until she got there. So. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm not good for public liability. But um, yeah, we, one of us, yeah, she was always late. So one of us would just step up and be like, all right, guys, we're just going to do some warm-ups here and blah, 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 until she walked oh. in. So yeah, it was fun. That's really unprofessional. Anyway, anyway I am, Lauren. yeah, I'm, yeah, you're Michelle and I'm Lauren because you just, Hooray, uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. And this week, Lauren, uh, you are sponsoring the top of the show. I am. So um Yeah. So I guess I just want to quickly share, because you know, Michelle, we always, um, you know, I think our podcast has really taken on a life of its own. Like since we started, I think we thought it was probably going to be more business. It is business, but it's a lot of life as well. And then, you know, because it's you and me, we do throw in a lot of woo woo, but I I do sometimes want to share with our listener at home, um, business tips and tricks if I notice them. So this is one I just thought I would show you. So Michelle and I, we made a decision um, early on into our recordings that one of us would uh, sponsor each segment. So um, we would alternate from someone sponsoring the morning, uh, the, the beginning, and then somebody sponsoring sort of near the end, the party element. So um, what I'm trying to say with this is that when I um, have been sharing my promotion in the past, it's always, it's always been about the spirit team men- membership because that was on Facebook and that was um, a subscription service. And that was really my big kind of baby, my big focus. And then a couple of months ago, I decided to start promoting my task reduction system, which is my time management course. Okay. And so I kind of flipped. So now I'm promoting that. However, now I'm, I'm promoting something different. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I created a free masterclass and the masterclass basically, um, shows people that I know what I'm talking about, gives a whole bunch of value. And then it segues into, Hey, if you want more buy the task reduction system course. So I kind of was trying to figure out, should I just keep promoting the task reduction system or not? Should I promote the free masterclass? And I got some feedback about basically how promoting the free masterclass, because getting people to convert to a free masterclass 
to see um, your style, build your authority is probably going to be an easier sell than getting people to just go ahead and buy. Um, in my case, it's like 197 US dollars course. Um, you get it for a year, but anyway. So do you see what I'm saying? So I guess the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when we are taking an opportunity to promote our services, it's probably a good idea to think about what's the one thing that I really want people to know about me or what's the one thing that I think is going to be easy conversion to like get them in so that I can educate them and then show them other things in the future. So for me, that's the free masterclass. So I don't know if somebody is listening at home and they're going to be promoting, they have like five products, choose one, promote that. Okay. Um, yeah. So that being said, basically I have a free masterclass where in 50 minutes I will teach you to stop overextending. I'll show you how to stay on task. I'll teach you how to say no. And I will unlock the secret to reducing your work hours by half so you can stop playing catch up on the weekend. So all the details for that free masterclass can be found on my website at rawrawconsulting.com. That's R-A-H-R-A-H consulting.com. Or you can just check out the show notes where I have a direct link to the free masterclass. So yes. Um, Michelle, did you want to explain I, today or? Yeah, I can. I just, I thought you might've had something else you wanted to say, but that's all good. Um, so the theme I for today can. is uh, worthiness and it's something many of us think we know the meaning of, but kind of struggle to feel deserving of, I reckon Lauren. And that's what I feel like a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today for me and, and my experiences and relating this back to the listener at home is uh, feeling deserving of something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Lauren, we'd like to sort of catch up unless there's anything you wanted to add there. Um, we like to catch up every week and, and find out what we've been doing and that sort of thing. Did you want to sort of go first or? Yeah, I will add something actually. I was okay. trying to add and then I realized I was on mute. So, um, oh. yeah, that's not very effective. <laughs> I thought you were being very quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, just to echo what Michelle was saying, one of the reasons why we decided to um, talk about worthiness today is because I've really noticed that over the years, people have a hard time with accepting. And so I believe that worthiness and accepting go hand in hand, because often if you are able to accept, it's because you know you're worthy of that acceptance. Whereas um, I think that when we're not able to accept a compliment or somebody paying for us at a restaurant or accepting a gift, you know, that very often it's because on some level, maybe we think we're not worthy of that. And so that's what today's show is going to be all about. And um, I like how, you know, Michelle and I each have our own perspectives on this, but I'm sure we'll find common ground as well in the concept because really what it comes down to is understanding that you are in fact worthy of all the goodness that is coming to you, of living the best quality, most amazing life. And, you know, we're going to hopefully show you some ways that you can do that and just, you know, maybe encourage you to think about whether or not worthiness is something that you do struggle mm. with. Yeah. 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 Well said. Uh, well, having said that, perhaps I'll go first then and maybe just uh, catch up on our week that's been. Uh, now, we do record this on a Friday. So generally speaking, Lauren and I have had a bit uh, happening during the week that we want to sort of chat and share with our listener at home. Now, uh, I'm recommencing uh, group mentorship, Lauren, so levels one and two. And I have been sort of having people really invite me to do this and very keen, you know, for me to do this. Now, I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. And for me, the least stressful way to do it is to alternate. 
so week on week off. So I'll have level two one week, level two the second week. So it'll be over 20 weeks, which is good for me financially. I've got them running sort of alongside each other sort of thing. So it means that I'm just doing level one one week, level two the next week. And so it's not super confusing for me because I was worried about just trying to do two, you know, level one level. It's yeah, just too much because not everyone can do mornings and it was just, yeah. So I've managed to sort that out uh, and I am intending to start sort of in the next week or two. So that would be really good. Um, I had some really amazing sort of hair raising readings and I did my um, next Reiki course as well. So I've uh, taught level one Reiki again and I had four people and was just a bit worried. I was hoping that it would all go smoothly. There's more people. The first time I only had two go through. So this time I was like, oh gosh, you know, it could take a bit longer and I don't really know. And it ended up being fine. We did like a beautiful Reiki bake. So that saved a bit of time. We actually finished early, which was really good. And everyone got to uh, have an early mark. So that was awesome. And uh, the first time, as I said to you, when I did Reiki level one training, I felt very happy and was laughing and it was a quite hysterical kind of laughter. And this time I just felt quite emotional. So it was sort of a different feeling. So I feel like as we go through the achievements and as I teach uh, myself and, and my students, I feel like it maybe unlocks a little bit more for me as a teacher. So I was, yeah, quite emotional. So during and sort of after and I went into some really beautiful readings and, and I sort of had some heavier readings and I said to the universe, and this is a bit of unworthiness, I guess, for me as well, that I wanted to have someone who was uplifting. I wanted to do a reading for some people who was, was uplifting. And I don't know whether I mentioned in the last episode, um, Kasha, um, one of my clients sort of came along and I posted about this publicly so I can mention her name. But did I mention about the um, M&M and all of that with um, that a mentorship client of mine, her brother died and it was the anniversary of his death. Yeah, I think you did mention that. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned that one. I just made a note just in case I hadn't. But anyway, I asked for a particular person. It was so funny the way spirit works. And one of my old clients, one of the first ones I ever did a past life reading for, and it was really profound because she'd actually remembered these lives uh, and she'd been to some of these locations where I found her. And she had a connection to a knight, a man who was actually a knight, and he was coming back in this life. And it was just, it was like a big, big thing for me. And I remember that just being a life-changing reading. So she came out of the blue and was like, I want a reading with you after I put the message out to spirit that I really wanted someone to lift me up and all of that. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And so I booked her in. And then I had this other lady who'd watched me on a Facebook Live randomly reach out and just book in a 30-minute reading because that's the only space I had left in that day. And I just, um, I was like, oh, okay. I had really good energy around her and Anyway, she was right behind uh, before the night lady. I call her the night lady or the past life lady. And uh, we ended up connecting and it was just, I was like, oh, I need to do past lives with you. And the past lives were like amazing. Like everything was just next level. Vibration was really high. We were both excited. It was just awesome, the whole thing. And then I'm like, my God, that's 30 minutes up. Like I've got to go and do this other reading. And I jumped off and I had a look at my phone. And the other lady, past life lady, had cancelled. The night lady had cancelled and said, I, I've woken up feeling rubbish and I can't, can't do this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I messaged the other lady back and I'm like, hi, I'm available. My other person's just cancelled. And she's like, oh, my God, that'd be amazing. We ended up connecting for like, yeah, like over an hour. And it was just incredible. You know, it was all life purpose and just, you know, her guides were here and I was describing them. It was like I could see them, you know, right in front of me. And she's like, yep, I know who that is. I know who that is. And when you get, you know, because what we do, you can't see it. You know, the average person walks in the room and they're like, I can't see anything. You know, this is not tangible. But, you know, with, with the way that the guides come through and then, and she's saying, yes, I've got a picture of this person. I know who you're talking about, da, 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 da. 
then it makes it real, you know, it makes it real. And just last night, because, you know, um, it, it, you always sort of question whether you're doing enough and, and giving enough and all that stuff. Last night, Lauren, most amazing thing happened. I did a reading for a lady whose friend had lost her son to suicide, which is a little sad, but hear me out. Um, he comes in and he, one of the things he said was quite profound. And he said, um, something about the stars, you'll see me in the stars, I'm a star, something like that. And he kept repeating, look at the star, look at the star, look at the star, it's me. Anyway, this is, this is like going to raise the top of your head off. She sends me a photograph. I'll see if I can show you. She sends me a photograph last night and goes, my God, Michelle, she goes, you're not going to believe this. One of this ladies, the lady who'd lost her son, her family's all in the UK. So she doesn't have a lot of support from family here. And she goes, look what arrived in the mail from one of the family members. They surprised her from the UK. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, wow. Goosebumps. Oh. They have named the family has purchased, from what I can understand um, in here. They bought a star been, and put his name. Yeah. It's been uh, dedicated. A star has been dedicated to that person who's passed away. I mean, and did, he, did she get that like a couple days later yeah. after your reading? Yeah. So it would have been in the mail for a while. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah, that's goosebumps. Now, if everyone at wow. home is listening to this, that is goosebumps. If you haven't seen Surviving yeah. Death, I highly recommend watching it because that example of that happening, what spirit can do, there's a very similar, my hair has gone up everywhere. There's a very similar example to that where a gentleman um, lost his son and the boy said to him, um, I'm red, I'm red. Cause he, he was um, like saying, give me a sign that, you know, no one else would understand. It won't make sense to me. So he said, I am red. And then this uh, portrait turns up of this um, person in red. And it was just sent by this lady who said, I don't know why, but I saw this in a shop and I felt like I had to send it to you. So it's like spirits always walking around, you know, encouraging people to do certain things they wouldn't normally do. And it turned up, yeah, day after, two days later. So, you know, and he was like, oh my God, oh my God. And it's hanging on the wall. So you put a I link saw- to that in the show notes, Michelle. Hey. Can you put a link to that in the show notes, like that show you're oh, talking show, about? Yeah, absolutely. Surviving Death is amazing, Lauren. It's all about mediumship, near-death experiences, reincarnation. It's on uh, Netflix. It's absolutely amazing. So I highly recommend. Um, so what have you been up to, Lauren? What's your That's week been awesome. Like? Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess like I probably have shared, but in January, I was really busy with a contract. And so I kind of had to put the push to my task reduction system kind of to the side. So now I'm getting back focused on that. And so I signed up for um, Source Bottle. And Source Bottle is basically where you can look at getting a lot of press opportunities and stuff like that. And I think I talked about that last week, how I yes. keep an eye out and send Michelle stuff when I see stuff yeah. for her. I wanted to do Anyways, that one, but it expired. There was one really good one you sent me, but it had expired. Oh yeah. yeah. So what I've just started doing is, um, I just pretty much action them right away. Yeah. Because a lot of them are running out like tomorrow's the deadline or, you know, yeah. depending on when I read the message. Yeah. So basically I had a couple of opportunities that came through. So one of them, um, I had an opportunity to write for a, um, online magazine all on time management. So I did that and it was really cool. Like I got to see myself today, um, you know, just like on the front page slider and then oh. you click in and it's like me, my article, and it's about basically 10 ways to improve your time management. And 
you know, when I'm doing things like that, it's really tricky because I know so much information about how to be faster and more time efficient. And yet I don't want to give away all the goods exactly. that I'm going to be giving away my free masterclass or that I want people to pay for, like, which is yep. the system that I use. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I, I'm able to do it. I was able to find it and it was just really cool to see that. And, and the woman wrote me back and said, brilliant work. And she's basically offered, you know, she said, let me know if you'd like to do more articles or if you want to be a consistent contributor. So, mm-hmm. um, when I think about that, I go, well, that's a good opportunity. However, that took me time. Like that took me two to three hours to work on that, right. To write it, to get it to where I wanted it to be. And so I said to her, I would be happy to have a conversation, but I guess what I need to figure out is where are they also promoting their website? Because I said to her, I noticed your Facebook page hasn't been updated since 2020. So I go, how are you promoting your content? And I like to know the analytics of the website as well before I commit further. Um, You know, because you do need to, when you're taking time to do things, we do need to think about the return on investment. Exactly. When I think about the things that you've been doing for quote unquote free, it's not free, sorry, it's an exchange. The exchange that you've been getting, and we don't need to go into that, but I will say that I think it's awesome. So Mm. you are winning in Mm. a lot of the exchanges you're doing. So I just need to make sure that it's a balanced thing. So that that brings me to the other thing that I did yesterday, which is I appeared on a... um, And one of the reasons why, Michelle, I bring up all like the information people don't necessarily need to know is because this is an informative podcast too. That's why I don't always talk like this. Okay. So I was on a program called uh, Ticker TV. I think it's they're based out of Brisbane. It's online. It's basically 24-7 news. All right. And you can stream it all the time. It's live. And um, they're always looking for contributors and different um, people to partake. So I, I registered, I said, I'd like to be involved in this and I can talk about being made redundant through COVID and basically how I, you know, rose above that and blah, blah, blah. So they said, yeah, we'd really like to speak with you. So yesterday, um, was my, my show, my slot. And, um, I won't go into all the things that I talked about, but I will say, Michelle, that I did promote business and party. And the, right. laughed, the I, most important I, when thing. I said Good. the, the name of, um, our podcast, he, yes. he laughed. And, um, and I, I, yeah, at 1.2 in my episode, I actually brought in my pom-poms. Cause if anyone's seen my Facebook lives, I always do spirit fingers. But if I, if I have my pom-poms, I always do my pom-poms. So when he said, where can people get a hold of you? I went rah, rah, and I brought out my pom-poms. And, you know, because it's about having that point of difference as well. So for the people that are listening, they'll pay attention to the pom-pom girl as Mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, somebody who's just like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. So one of the reasons why I'm bringing it up, Michelle, is because I was plenty nervous. And I'm a good public speaker, and I'm used to being interviewed. Like, sorry, I'm not used to being interviewed, but I mean, I'm used to doing lives and, and things like that. But I was nervous and I realized it's because I wasn't in the driver's seat, right? Uh I was on live TV and I wasn't in control. So um, yeah, uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a Facebook Live that I did yesterday all about my experience. Uh, I basically talk about how I prepared the crystals I used to help me 
because um, I had some anxiety around it, kind of the process, because it was a live cross. They they crossed live to me and I had the producer in my ear and stuff. It's really interesting. And um, yeah, so it's all on there. So I'm just going to put a link to that because there's no need in spending time on it today. Um, but one other thing that I will say, which I thought was an interesting business um, kind of model for them, was that when I was done my episode, they they sent me a text and said, thanks, really, thanks a lot, blah, blah, blah. And then I got an email and it was like, thank you very much, Lauren. If you'd like a copy of your, um, your episode, let us know, we'll send it to you and then you will invoice you. So they charge the minimum. I didn't ah. read all the packages, but they charged me to send me a copy of my episode because uh -huh. it's streaming live, right? So that means that only the people watching at that exact moment would have seen it. Other yeah. than that, Nobody. And I looked at my web traffic and I didn't get a lot of web traffic. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. So anyway, so it's, it's like streaming, of course. Yeah. They're not streaming. playing back anything else. Yeah, exactly. And because uh -huh. it's 24 seven and yeah. I've got a huge news story. My God, I, I was just promoting my own shit. I wasn't like, wow. you know, they were going, so yeah, much. let's replay you this or anything. So much. You'd have to be watching that all the time to catch. Exactly. Everything. So yeah. basically I'm thinking that I mean, I don't even know their, their audience or anything, but the, mm. the news hosts obviously heard my message and then maybe some people on the tech that's, you know, that's for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was about $390 to get a copy of it. And so wow. I thought that was actually a really smart way of them making money. Yeah. Business. Because mm -hmm. what I could then do is I could go on my website as seen on ticker TV and get their mm -hmm. logo and put it out. And then all of a sudden it's like a little bit more credible. So yeah. if you've ever gone Someone's website, they go as seen on da 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 and Forbes and blah blah blah. These are just articles people have been in, and then they take the logo, and then all of a sudden they look credible. And yeah, so that's yeah, such a good marketing idea, cool. isn't it? It yeah. is so good. So I just thought that was really, you know, an interesting thing. The other thing that I will say is that Michelle and I have rebranded. Yay! Yay. Looks so, so good too. Really cool. Yeah. And you know what? I just think that it'd be worth sharing to our listener a little bit about how that happens. So basically, um, I put together at some graphics like mock-ups, um, to give the listener at home perspective. It's funny when you work in graphic design, you know, that things don't take like some people think, Oh yeah, just move that. And it takes one minute. No, it doesn't take out takes hours. Yeah. It took me like easily five hours to get, um, Michelle, the mock-ups that I made. And one of the reasons why it took so long is because you're looking for the image and then you're bringing the image in and you're trying to position that with the text. And unfortunately for us, we chose like the podcast title. It's like the longest title in the whole world. It is certainly the it's longest. really hard to make it look at all cool mm. on a really small piece of, of, you know, graphic with our images also. So mm. I really was struggling with that. Um, anyway, I sent it to Michelle and she didn't like the um, background image that I used. So I said to her, okay, I've already spent a lot of time on this. I have like a total mental blank with what to, where to go. So she sent, I said, can you please send me a bunch of graphics? So she did. And I tried them out. And the one that Michelle really liked, I didn't like, I wasn't sold on it. It wasn't working, mm -hmm. but I heard from Michelle that she wanted pink because we've been using pink and a lot of our other branding. Yep. So I had a look and I basically ended up finding some pink backgrounds. And so I played with all these different variations and then I got one that I really liked and I just thought it looked awesome. Mm, it does. Yeah. So it yep. worked. And then the other thing is that, uh, I'm, I'm proficient at Photoshop, but I'm not 
a super expert as far as editing imagery or anything goes. Like I can rip the backgrounds off stuff, but I have a really hard time with getting hair right. Yep. Hair is really hard to Photoshop. So I, um, we hired someone on Fiverr to do that for us. Cost us each 10 bucks and we got our photos with no background. So yeah, that was basically how the process kind of worked. And then when I sent it to Michelle, she basically approved it. And then I, I put everything online. And then I also, um, yesterday I did a bunch of Instagrams and I just posted a whole bunch of stuff at one time. Oh, really good. Of, yeah. Oh, thank you. Kind of like our page a look already as opposed yeah. to drip feeding. And then I bought, yes. you know, posts going out. So yeah. yeah, I just thought that it's always interesting for our listener to know kind of how we came to these conclusions. And it wasn't like my way or the highway. It was a really mm -hmm. collaborative yeah. effort. And I gave you a real challenge with my hair because I perched it on top of my head in two little kind of buns, like standing up. So <laughs> I didn't make it easy. I was like, oh, I want to give her a challenge. And then she sent it to Fiverr and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. exactly but you know what the hard thing was too is in my photo I'm wearing uh, a patterned shirt which yeah. is really hard for photos and then so getting something that matched you mm. and me because we also our listener knows we have never met in person so we yeah. did not get our photos taken together no uh so we had to try and then that's why if we had a background that was the one we were originally looking at too much information and then with the longest title in the world it's mm. stressful for the, mm. the reader to look at it i i felt stress yeah so uh, yeah but i think what what we got is really good and yeah it's really good and it looks great across all the platforms and thank you yeah thank you all right well thank you for doing all the editing michelle does our editing every single week by the way and um yeah so i appreciate that very much all right girl let's get into the actual show even though we've Yay. for 35 minutes or something yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's normal for us. Um, so Lauren, I just wanted to start with, because uh, we are talking about worthiness today and I did, as you know, with my first Reiki level one course that I did, I did have a couple of last minute cancellations and it left me feeling pretty rubbish, you know, to be honest, because I had signed these people up. I'd done what I thought was right, you know, contacted them, you know, a week or two out, you know, Hey, payments due, blah, blah, blah. You know, how are you going? And uh, these two people kind of cancelled in the last week. And one of them was just like, oh, like I just forgot, you know, and I just felt like that's just dismissive. And I don't want, you know, people like that around. And I'm actually glad that they weren't in the group because we actually had two awesome people who just wanted to be here so much. And they're now both doing level two. And I just wonder whether having that other energy here, if they weren't completely invested in it and stuff like that, whether it would have changed the whole dynamic. So I'm actually really grateful that that happened. But what I said to the universe and the reason I said this to the universe is because I didn't want to feel like that. I didn't want to feel like I was surrounded by people who wouldn't show up for me. So I put it out there and sort of said, you know, I want people who are into this, you know, who are committed and that sort of thing. And then I just put a little kind of ad up on Facebook and I think I put it on Instagram as well, just saying, if you want to learn level one Reiki or level two, I'll be running groups in March. And I had this overwhelming response uh, all up. I've got enough for like three weekends covered um, with a level one or level two. So actually that's just level one, level two. I do have some people for that as well. So it's really exciting. They're all eager 
and keen and I can feel the energy. And there was one lady that I just said, sort of said to her because she was sort of umming and ahhing and I said, look, you know, it, it's kind of a yes or no thing. Uh, maybe you want to look at a different kind of Reiki as well. There's another kind of Reiki, which is the elements and, and that came up during a reading that she did with me. And so she's going to investigate that and look at that. So I'm never going to force anyone to do my course. Like I'm never going to talk anyone into it. So I want people to want to do it. And uh, that was a really great response. So I also wanted to mention that during the second Reiki level one that I did, one of the ladies is a massage therapist. She does beautiful kahuna and lomi lomi, which is uh, all Hawaiian. And she jumped on the table and was commenting that it felt very strange for her to be up on the table. And I said, oh, what do you mean? And she said, well, I'm always working on other people I never receive. And I was like, really? That's so strange. And I said, I do exchanges, you know, like I'm like, I have exchanges with Reiki people and Ayurveda people and all of this. And she goes, no, she goes, I never, never, ever get on the table. This is the first time. It feels really strange. And she loved it, you know, and it was interesting because out of everyone that day, her body just really wanted the energy. You know, everyone else, we kind of felt like we did a Reiki vape, which is everyone, you know, all on one person. And a lot of people, you'd feel them fill up with the energy and we all took a step back. But with this person, she just wanted it and wanted it and wanted it and wanted it and kept receiving it. So, you know, it was very interesting because she obviously you know, really needed that attention and, and to receive. So, and she did, you know, she received. So that takes courage as well. One of the things that I speak to a lot of women about, Lauren, in my work is feeling worthy. It comes up a lot. So it's quite a broad subject, but it does relate directly to being kind of willing to receive, which is what I was just talking about. So receiving praise, compliments, a high five for a job well done we struggle, like a lot of us struggle with that. And I was sort of thinking about where that comes from this morning. And we're sort of told not to big note ourselves. We grow up and we're told, you know, your head's going to get so big, you know, you won't be able to fit through the yes. door and all these funny little yes. comments that people make. Now yes. it, it is in humor, but a lot of this stuff, we kind of take that on board. You know, we do adopt that as our own. And then we decide, well, maybe I won't speak up. And I won't receive because I don't want to get a big head and be all about ego and stuff like that. But I've sort of reached a point where I'm willing to receive and that's kind of what's happened. You know, I don't think that I would be the businesswoman that I am and have the clients that I do and people showing up for me um, if I wasn't willing to receive. And one of the things I just wanted to say in addition to that is pretty much on a weekly basis, I'm receiving gifts from clients of mine. I have people and I don't expect it. But all through Christmas, like in the lead up to Christmas, during Christmas, you know, after Christmas, uh, and certainly this year, I receive things from people pretty much on a weekly basis. And wow. it's beautiful. And, you know, I used to really struggle with that. I used to really struggle with people, you know, giving me things and that sort of thing. It made me be very uncomfortable. And now I'm just super grateful. You know, I've got a deck of cards here. The Romance Angels are very Mills and Boone, Lauren. I'll, I'll give you that. They're uh, Dorian Virtue. And they'd be worth a fortune. Like they were never opened, worth a fortune because she's not making them anymore. Like this is yeah, a big deal. Yeah. And I was like, she goes, I want to send you a deck of cards to show my appreciation. And I'm like, that's worth it. And she's like, I don't care. She's like, I want you to use them and get some value out of them. You're always doing romance readings and relationship readings. So she sent them to me with a beautiful little note telling me how much she appreciated me and my work. And now I use them in my show and I always give her a mention. I always give her some credit. So, you know, I, I just feel like that sort of, I guess, paying it forward, you know, something like that. But I just feel really worthy of that. I feel like, yeah, you know, I do put a lot of energy out and it's nice, you know, it's nice to get something back. And those are bracelets, like these are the Aureli ones, but the bracelets I wear sometimes that were made by that lady that did the rosary for me um, and the beautiful bookmark and like the crystals, the Schwarzschild crystals. 
I was wearing one of those um, on one of my Facebook lives and one of my friends messaged me and went, oh my God, I cannot take my eyes off your bracelet. Where is it from? And I sent her the link to, you know, the lady's page, Divine Creations. And uh, she has ordered a few from her now. So it's like, I don't do anything to get that reaction, but like, I'm not expecting that reaction, but I received that bracelet with gratitude. And I said, I will wear this, you know, it's filled with love. I love your bracelet. It's filled with love. And I'm going to wear it. And then people react, you know, people look at it and they're like, where is it from? I want to buy that, you know? So, and that's because I received, I could have sent it back to her and gone, no, no, that's too much, but I received it, you know? And now it sort of pays off yeah. for her. Um, but also me, cause it makes me feel fabulous when I wear it. So um, yeah. yeah, just wanted to sort of mention that. I feel like I'm definitely learning, you know, to accept gifts and, and things like that. And I feel like that's really important. I like that. You know what? I mean, I was going to mention this later, but it's a good segue. So I'll just mention mm -hmm. it now. Um, you know, what you've just demonstrated there is what we like to call an exchange of energy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, and an exchange of energy doesn't have to be, you give me something, I give you something. It yeah. could be, I give you something and you say, thank you. And that could be the end of it. And, you know, the fact that you go over and above, um, you know, in a natural way, of course, to like say, oh, you like my bracelet, this is where it's from. Or yeah. you like my thing, this is where it's from, right? Or I'm using a gift that somebody gave me that, that I love so much. This is who it's from. I mean, it makes sense to give people credit. I mean, you're a journalist and, you know, I worked in media for many, many, many years. We have to give attribution to, yeah. to the people that we, you know, their, their photos, their quotes, you know, all these sort of things. You have to give attribution. And in a way, it's the exact same thing. It's like an exchange of energy. Mm. You're giving me that. I'm giving you that. And so um, I guess when I was doing a, or not a guest, when I was doing an episode on the Afterlight podcast, I interviewed a woman, um, a Reiki master out of the US, and she was talking to me about selenite wands. And I was fascinated by that. And I I said, where do, you, where do you get a selenite wand? <laughs> and she said she sold them. To make a long story short, she sent me one. Um, and when we were getting off the call, she goes, I feel really called to send you one. I'm just going to send you one. And I, I felt uncomfortable because I felt as though I had um, inadvertently asked her to send me one by just oh, telling wow. her I was going to buy one off her website. Do you know what I mean? So I feel yeah. like I kind of... Um, Almost you felt like she thought you were asking for a freebie or you well, I didn't definitely didn't position it like that. I positioned no, no. It like I was going to get one myself, but yeah. the fact that she offered, you know, it just kind of, so anyway, so I said, well, I'm, I'll send you something from Australia then. Yeah. I said, because then it's at least an exchange of energy. And so I feel better if I can do things in that way. Yeah. Um, but she would have also been okay if I had just said, thank you. Mm, absolutely. And so that's, a, that's another thing. But I think that I, I had guilt and, you know, this is not something that I'm like, this is, this happened two, three weeks ago or four mm. weeks ago. You know mm. what I mean? So it's not as though I'm talking and going, I've got it all figured out, girl. Mm. I'm going, no, this is something that I'm working on also, you mm. know, where it would have been okay for me to just say, thank you. Mm. Um, yeah. But I, I guess I couldn't do that, Michelle. <laughs> mm, mm. yeah it's not easy and I think yeah. I messaged mentioned to you a couple of episodes ago I think about my trip to Tasmania and that guy that we randomly just started chatting to at the coffee shop yeah. Max who's sending us yeah. yeah and Jason's really been struggling with that and I'm just like you know what like if they want to do this nice thing and 
I know I'm worthy, you know, because I have given, it's an exchange. I've been giving a lot of my time, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to him and listening and all of this sort of stuff. And, you know, as I said, I offered these readings for his wife and his daughter because it is worth a bit of money. I mean, it's a whole week. And so I, I do feel like I'm worthy, but I also felt like I wanted to do something for them. I felt like I wanted to be in exchange um, because it's a big thing. And it's yeah. not costing them anything necessarily, but I mean, they do have a membership, you know, they've got to pay a membership fee and, and whatever they do. So mm-hmm. I just felt like for me, it felt more okay. Um, and maybe it was more for Jason as well, that because he was really struggling with that because he does struggle with worthiness himself. So I just felt like if, as long as I offer something, you know, in exchange for, then I'm, I'm okay with that. And I yeah, feel yeah. Yeah, good about that. Yeah. And you can bring them a lovely gift. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Some nice wine or whatever. And and they'll go, oh, wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I want to go back to the point that you brought up earlier as well, because I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about how we're kind of taught. I I can't remember your exact words. Don't get a big head and try to get through the doorway. Yeah. But it's, it's the whole thing, like in a way we're taught almost to play small so we don't upset anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, especially as women we're taught that. And women like me, it, that's really hard because I'm bossy. I'm dominant personality. I'm determined. I'm a leader. I'm a natural leader. I've always been like that. I'm an Aries. So anyone who knows astrological, astrological signs, they'll know that, okay, well, that's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's my innate sense to be a leader because I have feel like I have good ideas and follow through and determination. And so you know, for someone like me to play small, it's difficult. It doesn't mean that I need to be seen above others because I don't like to be the center of attention. So you can figure that one out, but it doesn't mean that, you know, anyway, I guess I'm just kind of reflecting here while I'm speaking, because I didn't think I was going to talk much about this point, but we are taught not to be powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're supported to be who you are. You can be anything you want, blah, blah, blah. But society doesn't necessarily want you to be, you know, the queen of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. They want you to blend in, in a way, not upset, um, you know, things like that. So, I know the house that I grew up in, I was always encouraged in sport, in music, and to be myself. I never felt like I had to be anyone other than who I am. But at the same time, we are also, you know, kind of, we are the product of society at the same time, you know? And when you're the center of attention or when you're taking a role in leadership or when you, um, stand out above, you have to be able to own that, I guess. And so I think that a large part of receiving and that comes down to worthiness is because we think, well, who am I to be honored here? Who am I to receive that? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Marianne Williamson has that amazing, super famous quote about, you know, who, who am I to be powerful when it's like, well, who are you not to be right? Mm -hmm. But we still have to undo a lot of the conditioning sort of around that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, yeah. So I'm happy to hear any comments that you might have. Yeah. Conditioning is a good word. Very, very good word. Lauren, I guess, you know, just on that, one of the things about feeling worthy relates to being heard for me a lot. And I do have a lot of people who sort of come to me from time to time as clients and sort of say, you know, I'm, I don't get hurt. You know, I don't feel hurt. And I do hear that a fair bit. 
And I feel like this sort of stems back to childhood a lot of the time. And I did allude to childhood issues before where people tell you certain things about ego and stuff like that, where sometimes we're told children should be seen and not heard. And that's something that I used to get a lot from grandparents and things like that. Not all, but some. Also to be quiet. I used to get on my report card a lot, Michelle's a chatterbox, you know, silence is golden, you know, all this. And it was just all the time. Michelle should quieten down a bit, you know, that sort of thing. So we do get told to be quiet a fair bit. And I remember, you know, being singled out in the classroom and, and Michelle, be quiet, Michelle, be quiet, you know, during class. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've said to you before, I feel like it's because I have a loud voice, whereas I could hear other people talking, but it was always me that get, got yeah. singled out because I don't really whisper, you know, I do have a loud voice. I've always had a loud voice. So I just felt like it was me doing something wrong. And then I developed a stutter. So that's where my stutter sort of started because it felt like, yeah, yeah. It felt like I was always getting in trouble for speaking. It was always on my report cards and I'd always get singled out in the classroom. So I felt like I was doing something wrong. You know, I was always being told to be quiet, be quiet, you know? So I developed a stutter and that didn't leave me until I got into radio. And that was where it sort of passed when I got my first um, Mm. chance to read the news while I was doing work experience. So I feel like that is super important because stutters don't come from nowhere. You know, people who have all these um, different difficulties and things they experience in life, they come from something. So for me, that was really damaging, but I managed to heal that, you know, by doing the job that I do and, and getting my confidence back. So I find that as we grow, sometimes we're less likely then to speak up, you know, to be assertive. And I know this is a work that I've been doing my whole life and it comes probably from being told to shut up a lot and, uh, and you know, certainly vocalising our needs and wants uh, as part of being assertive is, uh, is difficult. So it makes us feel a bit powerless and that's what I find when I have a lot of clients coming to me is I just feel powerless. Now, I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday recently, Lauren, and I don't know who it was because it was a compilation. So it was just a bunch of different voices. Sometimes she does compilations that don't introduce the speakers. And so it's just the voice, the voice. And there was someone who popped on and it was just wonderful and it was about being heard. And they said that to be heard, you first need to learn how to listen. And that just really hit me. And this was very recently that I heard this and I will put the link to that particular episode so you can hear it but I just don't know who the speaker was, but that was the podcast that it was on. And I just really loved this because imagine, you know, you're at home, you've got your partner there or just anyone who you feel like it could be a parent who isn't hearing you. You feel like that you're not being heard and they're telling you something. And the entire time, all you're thinking about is I'm not being heard. I'm not being heard. I'm not being heard or what you want to say next. Mm Mm-hmm. And all your motivation is, all your intention is in that moment is to be heard, is to be heard, is to be heard. But that person could be telling you something really profound and really important to them, but you've just got this kind of circuit going around, you know, this broken record going around in your head. I want to be heard. I want to be heard. So imagine if you sort of changed that based on that quote is about learning to listen Imagine if you turned that around and you were sitting there with your partner or parent or whoever it is you don't feel heard around and you actually looked at them and you really listened and took it in what they were saying and then maybe reflected back, hey, this is what I hear you saying. Is that correct? You know, am I hearing you? And imagine how that would change that situation because you've just put yourself in the present instead of out here somewhere else thinking about where am I going to get my thing? When am I going to get my thing? when's it my turn to speak, you've just changed that dynamic. And that person who also wants to be heard has now been heard 
and then it means it's your turn, you know, and I just feel like that changes everything. So instead of being like all about, I want to be heard, I want to be heard, I want to be heard. Maybe, maybe it's about you kind of learning to listen first so that other people will reciprocate, you know, back for you. So that for me, again, is about receiving, you know, being willing to receive that. So giving and, uh, and receiving, you know, whatever that looks like for you. So I just found that quite profound. Uh, and I will put that link in the show notes because I think that a lot of the time we do spend time when someone else is with us thinking about other stuff. You know, it's like I said, in yoga, sometimes you ha- you're off balance and it's because your mind is going a million miles a minute and mm. we just need to sort of slow down, break the cycle because it interrupts your sleep as well. Um, and I did try to look this up, Lauren, but I was at the um, out and about and I couldn't get Google to work on my phone. But was it Nelson Mandela or someone said the definition of an insanity, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different Einstein. Result. Oh, it's Einstein. Einstein. Um, yeah, I couldn't find the um, I couldn't find the credit for that, but um, yeah, I just I think that's really uh, poignant uh, here, in that mm. you know we do things over and over the same way, and we're just like, why isn't this working out for me? Why am I being heard? So I think it starts with something simple with one person, and then extending that to others. I think that um, though, but uh, to your point, you know, I know you're trying to bring that back to receiving and and everything. But the other thing too, is that worthiness is not only about your own journey to worthiness. So listening Mm. to somebody else is also, you know, saying that you're worthy of me listening to you hundred percent and me taking the time to be where you are and listen to that because, you know, not everybody is out extroverted. I'm not extroverted. I don't identify with that because I get my energy from being alone, but I am more extroverted than introverted because Mm. I'm able to put on be a chameleon and become who I need to be in an environment. Mm. Um, if I need to show up as being the manager uh, and social, then I, I will do that, you know, but if I'm able to just be quiet, I will also do that as well. And so some people, they don't adapt in that way. They mm. are very, very quiet and they don't always want to speak their truth. And then they don't always get people to hear. And so they just stop talking. Yeah, that's it. And so when you're giving somebody the opportunity to speak and to really be there and listen to them, it honors them. Mm-hmm. It honors that place in them that's also worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just thought that, would, that yeah, was kind of an no, interesting thing. When we talk about worthiness, you know, we did talk about accepting gifts. We talked about compliments. We talked about an exchange of energy. We talked about how it's okay to just say thank you. You don't need to do more than that. Um, but you know, one thing that I also noticed is that people have a hard time with accepting someone to buy them coffee or to buy them dinner and things like that. And that's something that I actually learned from my partner. He's such a generous person. And I think that, you know, until I met him, I was always kind of in a way, this doesn't make me sound very Anyway, hoarding is the wrong word. I just can't think of the best word, but I think that I was always accountable for where my money was spent. And so I probably wasn't as freely giving with my money as, you know, he was. And so he loves, you know, if we went out, he would shout people for dinner or he would buy the rounds or whatever. And for me, it's it's taken quite a bit of time of almost uncondition, like trying to uncondition myself because I would go, Oh, well, where's the exchange of value? Like that person just takes a lot, but for him, he never looked at it in that way. He just is happy to give. But I was always thinking, well, 
when is when are they going to reciprocate <laughs> so it's just such a funny thing as well where you know it's it's kind of like if you're going to also give it's fine to give freely too and it's fine to know that you know you're worthy just as you are you don't need other people to validate that or other people to give to you in any way to prove that you are worthy if you already know it you just know you are abundant in all things already. So you don't need also that outside validation. But mm -hmm. in that in that way, I also want to say that, you know, I do notice that a lot of people sometimes have a hard time with, with dinner being bought for them or drinks being bought for them. And, you know, how lovely is it when you have friends that want to do those things for you? I just think it's, it's the best, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I've been shouting since, you know, people quite a lot and it's such a oh yeah somebody remembered that a year ago i shouted them and now we're we've got back together and they're shouting me and it's cool mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. a, i didn't expect it but you know thank you right uh yeah so i just thought that was interesting and then the other thing that i want to bring up in relation to worthiness and this is something that i've noticed with my clients michelle is that some people especially people with children and i'm sure you've seen this way more than i have with all the people you meet but some people don't feel that they're worthy of taking time for themselves and for self-care. So we've done a lot of episodes on these sort of subjects, you know, such as our episode good enough, um, you know, where you are good enough. We've done lots of talk in a lot of our episodes about self-care and things like that. But I think that what's really interesting is if we actually take the time to think about whether or not we actually do honor ourselves to the point where we do give ourselves the self-care that we require. And if we're not doing that, is it because we maybe feel unworthy of that? Mm -hmm. You know, do we feel that we need our, our energy and our attention needs to be given to other people or on other things as opposed to turned around and, and given to us? So this morning, um, I only went for one run this week. I've been struggling sort of, I guess, to want to go running lately uh, because I work a lot at the restaurant um, I work, you know, anywhere from nine to 10 hours a day on a couple days a week. And that's exhausting and I'm on my feet and everything. So I think I kind of justify not having to run as frequently at the moment when I'm doing shifts like that. Um, so today I thought, all right, we'll all go. Cause I've only gone, I've only ran once this week and I've had three shifts, but you know, I just thought maybe I'll go. And then I just decided I would listen to myself mm. <laughs> and I wanted to do yoga. So I just went and I did yoga and, you know, I was worthy. I'm worthy of nurturing myself. I don't have to be so hard on myself and running can be a hard thing. It's not hard on your knees. It can be hard on your joints and things like that. And it kind of goes back to our episode on yin and, yin and yang, which I recommend our listener at home goes to listen to because yes. I learned a lot from Michelle as well over the, over time about how, you know, when we're doing the hard stuff, we also need to be doing the softer stuff for ourselves as well. And so I think that when we're looking at increasing our worthiness, our self-love, our self-care, that we need to pay attention. Am I doing these things because I want to, or I feel like I have to? Yeah. And there's often a really slim, like there's a gap there where if you really are, take a moment to think about, you can see the difference, mm. but it's mm. hard sometimes to know, to discern yeah. that, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's such a good point. And I just wanted to pick you up on that because it's um, interesting. I had a conversation with my acupuncturist yesterday where uh, Jason and I are trying to start a family and uh, she is specializes in that sort of thing. And she was saying to me, you know, what's this running business? You know, how many, how many times a week are you doing this? You know, all that. And because uh, I mentioned I've been running after a blood test or something. And, um, you know, I said, oh, like pretty much every day because we're aiming to do like uh, a triathlon. Jason, I want to do a triathlon. And we're also aiming to do Rainbow Beach in August, which is like a half marathon uh, on the sand. A lot of it's on sand and stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty much running every day because I'm like, I need to wow, train and, and to do this thing. But she sort of said to me, Michelle, there's a lot of Japanese women, many Japanese women who don't do any of those things because they, they're acupuncturists. They learned the Japanese method of acupuncture. So they, they base everything on Japanese food, Japanese women, you know what they do. And she said, they don't run. They don't run. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, so it's kind of made me rethink that, you know, I do try to do a bit of yoga and stuff in between to kind of balance things out, but I probably don't do as much of the nurturing stuff as I do the yang, you know, the yang stuff. So I guess that's reflecting in that. And I do need to consider that and think about that. Um, yeah. So that was just something that came up yesterday. I think that's so interesting because when mm. I think about somebody wanting to, you know, um, can we talk about this? Yeah. Wanting to like fall pregnant and um, wanting to grow a human in their body. Like when I think of that, I think of um, words that come to mind are nurturing, mm. warm, yeah. loving. Yeah. Um, I think about blankets. <laughs> baths, you know, mm. being cozy yeah. and almost like creating a home for something. Mm. And mm. I guess when I think about running, it's such a hard thing. Mm. Like when I started running, my knees have not been the same. And I know I need to watch my language around that, but I'm just saying that they haven't been the same. Yeah. And so yoga poses that I used to do freely with no issue, I mm. now can't do as easily adding that as easily it's more challenging for me to do them if if I can at all yeah um yes and so I think that you know I don't know about you but for me a big part of the running is I love the mantras I love getting out in the air I love the sweating I love all of that Mm. but if I'm already doing that multiple times a week in other ways as well I don't need to do it all the time yeah I'm not like you I don't I already made this clear in an episode, which I kind of felt like you were surprised by, but I want to do the lim- the minimum amount of exercise possible to maintain the body that I have or to lose a bit of weight. I am not interested at all in spending hours on exercising. I don't like it. It's not, it's not something I've ever wanted to do. I love sport. I'll play sport, that kind of thing. Um, but for me, it's a lot about maintaining my body where it's at or you know, I guess, yeah. So I don't know if that's a thing for you, but I, I I feel like I had to work, I have to work through that. Um, but I just keep reminding and telling myself that as long as I'm exercising three times a week, I can Mm. maintain exactly where I'm at, but I don't have a, I don't have a, a goal or a drive at all to do what you're doing, which is the marathon stuff. for me, I, I don't, I would rather read my book. <laughs> mm. Yeah. See, I love, I love yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I was training for a triathlon years ago when I met Jason and someone got an injury and couldn't do it. So I've always, it's always been on my bucket list. So I like to have things to, you know, train for and it's a reason to kind of do it. And that's why I do parkrun. Um, the other point I wanted to make Lauren is that worthiness comes from within for me. I feel like we have to feel deserving first. We have spoken a bit about that, but we have everything we need 
in every moment to be entirely happy and content. And many people have said that over the years. And I do believe that very strongly. I don't believe we have to get any kind of satisfaction from external environments, which includes the environment, but also the people around us and stuff like that. So I feel yeah, like if I you're, just, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to talk on that, but I'll let you finish and then I'll. Um, I feel like expanding a business, uh, getting that promotion, you know, getting that dream job, all of those things take a lot of courage. And if we walk through life feeling less than and not worthy, then we'll be overlooked for that new promotion or dream job. And that's why I feel like we're putting, uh, we're putting that energy out into the universe. And I feel like, you know, whenever I've been for, you know, a different job, which is in radio, it's a lot about word of mouth and who knows who and all that sort of stuff. So I realized that, and I always felt like I could do my job pretty well. Once I got over the initial kind of stage fright and stuff, I felt like whenever I went onto a new place, I was like, yes, I'm the person for this job. I'm the person for this job. And I really believed in myself. So I feel like I sold myself very, very well. And, and I do feel like that made a difference with where I've worked and what I've done and the experience that I've gained. Now, if you think about the secret, and I will put the link to this in the show notes, the secret many people should have heard of, I imagine, uh, is really amazing because it's what you put out into the universe is what you get back and it's making it real. So when you say things to people out loud, you know, you're essentially putting that out to the universe and making it into a real physical thing. So I really believe in that. And that was sort of what I got out of that, um, the secret, you know, when I listened to it and watched it. So what do you want to attract? We don't want to attract failure, you know, surely. So you focus on what you want in every moment. So I had a colleague um, a while ago who was always saying she was broke, she was married, she had a little boy and her husband and was a pretty lucky lady. And she'd been let sh- uh, go shortly after giving birth. So she gave birth and she was still on maternity leave. And they just said to her, look, we don't want you to come back, which was really hard. So she'd been earning sort of high six figures and you know, her husband was sort of doing a bit of temp and contract work and not really earning a lot of money, but he didn't have to. And so all of a sudden he had to step up and he wasn't used to that. And the arrangement changed. The family had to make some adjustments. There was a lot of guilt for my colleague because she'd been the breadwinner and she was like, I feel really bad. You know, my husband has to go out and do this now. And, you know, she was feeling really guilty. And one day she was telling me she had no money. And I sort of said to her, look, would you rather live in a big mansion? You know, all the money, all the possessions, everything, all the stuff around you and never have to worry about money again, or would you rather have your family? If you could, if you had to make a choice, you know, what would you, what would you choose? And she says, well, obviously I choose my family. And I said, well, choose your family then, you know, choose your family and know that you will always be provided for instead of, you know, repeating this kind of mantra to yourself. I don't have any money. I don't have any money. I don't have any money. So she's focusing on the lack. Yeah. Rather than what she had. And so I said, if you want your family, appreciate the family instead of focusing, yeah, on what you don't have. So, because that's what she was bringing in. She was bringing more of that. And so she, in that moment, I think she really, I felt like she really got that and she chose her family, obviously. And she had this sort of thing that could have been a side hustle that she was going to do, but it was, it was going to mean she was going to put herself out there. She was going to be the forefront. She was going to be the brand, you know, she was going to have to put herself out in public eye a lot more than she already had. And she was really scared of that, but I knew that it was going to be a really great money earner. And so I said to her, you know, I feel like you need to do this. You need to do this thing. You know, it may be another extra source of income while your husband's getting himself sorted out. And she listened and it's highly successful and it is an incredible source of income. And it's kind of maybe doubled her income at this point. It's been a few years since she did it. So it was just that mental shift. It was just that mental shift of I don't have enough, I don't have enough. And switching to, well, I've got this amazing gift. Let's use this. You know, it was a natural gift of hers. You know, she just wasn't utilizing it. So I feel 
just, and she's at another member to the family. So I feel like it's just sometimes that kind of, um, someone saying something, you know, just a little bit of a mental shift and then boom, everything's happening. So uh, totally different. And she's not focusing on the lack anymore. And she said to me, she came to work and she was like, my God, she said, my financial position, not a worry. I don't have to worry about it anymore. So, you know, it changed everything. And certainly the dynamic before was probably out of whack, you know, because she was earning a super amount of money and, and he wasn't really stepping up. So I feel like it's kind of balanced that out as well. So, yeah. but she had to feel deserving, you know, that was important for her to feel deserving of that. Yeah, that's interesting. I do want to echo one thing just about, mm-hmm. you were talking about getting our outside validation, our worthiness from outside of us. Yeah. And I just want to say that, you know, if, if you notice that I'm speaking to the listener at home, that if, if this is a pattern with you, you do want to take some measures to, um, to look at your self-love to, to nurture and self-care, mirror talk, things like that. You can head to our, our episode um, two back now on affirmations. That is an episode that will change your whole life. When you are clear of you know whether or not you're getting your validation and your sense of worthiness from outside of you or, or inside of you, that will make a really big difference. Because unfortunately, if you get your validation, your sense of self, your worthiness from outside of you, that means that when that goes away or that's not there, you're constantly seeking it out. And that also means that you put yourself in the position of taking other people's opinions and the negative feedback and potentially criticism and whatnot harder and in a non-realistic way because you're so used to getting high on other people or other things to validate you. And, you know, one thing that we just learned from Michelle is that when you look at what you actually value in your life, love is very often the forefront forefront and love for self is where it all begins because when we start to love ourselves that's when we can fully love other people um yeah so i just think that that's really important and one thing that i will bring up and we'll put a link to it in the show notes is the book the four agreements talked about it numerous times it's one of the books that's really changed my life Um, i'm actually reading the fifth agreement at the moment which is awesome but one of the four agreements is not to take things personally and basically uh, the author speaks about the fact that you know, we were born at a different time to different people. And I've talked about this on the show before, but it's still true because I am looking at the world in a completely different way through a different lens. I mean, even culturally, Michelle and I are different. You know, if I were to compare the two of us, she sounds different. I sound different, (laughs) you know, just based on our accent. Um, when we recognize that, then how do we really decide whether or not somebody's opinion is like the truth for us? They're not the same as us at all. I might go, yeah, I value Michelle's friendship and I love her and I, you know, all these things. So she could tell me something and I would go, oh, wow, that makes me feel good. But it doesn't mean she's necessarily right for my truth. And so that's why when we get clear on whether or not our worthiness comes from other people, we need to know that we are the only ones that we need to actually answer to. And we're the only ones that can lift ourselves up and that, you know, I don't know if you deal with this, Michelle, but I'm really hard on myself. If I make a mistake, I have a hard time, you know, I... I don't hold grudges. I'm not that kind of person, but it yeah, takes me same. a few hours to like, when it's myself, 
if it's someone mm. else, I'm like, oh yeah, it's cool. Move on. I never think about it again. Myself, it's like, I will just mm. allow myself to just get in this rat run yeah. where I'm like, oh yeah, remember when you did that? Remember when that screwed up? Da, da, da. That's normal. But you know, if if we continue to look at the outside, mm. then those things are going to hit us even harder Correct. because chances are we're also already hard on ourselves anyway. And so you're just adding to that. Um, one thing I will say too, is that on the raw, raw podcast, a couple of weeks ago, I did an entire episode on mindset and how to shift your mindset. Um, so you can listen to that, but Michelle and I covered a lot of what I talked about in that episode as well in our affirmations episode. So, um, mm. listen to that. I mean, these are things that you are in control of. I think that's a big that's a big thing to know, you know, cause if you're listening at home and you're thinking, damn, I do get my validation from my mm. car. Um, but that only lasts for so long, right? Cause then you want the newer model or you want the newer thing or you want the da da da. Or I do get my validation from people telling me that I'm great mm. or I'm worthy or I've helped them or whatever. If you notice this is a pattern for you, you can change it. You can, you can change your mindset. You can recognize that, you know, if you love yourself enough, sorry, not enough. That's not the right wording. If you love yourself that you can, in fact, yeah. find that that stuff mm. doesn't matter yep. anymore. Excellent point. You don't need it. Uh, Lauren, mm. I just had a couple of tools to improve your life here before we get into the party element. And what I wanted to say was I am constantly reminding myself of what I am worthy of. And this is going to be a lifetime work for me for sure. As I attract different clients, relationships, you know, have different experiences, I kind of reassess, you know, what I want and what I feel deserving of. And I know that I'm deserving but I, I do still take a lot on, um, or on a lot, a lot of responsibility. And I find myself stressing because I guess, you know, I want to grow, but I also want to help others grow. And I feel like that's why I was put on this earth. So I sort of agreed to recommence group mentorship, which I love, but I was feeling quite stressed around organizing people and dates and trying to do the Reiki, which I'm organizing and dates and things like that as well. And at the moment I'm still doing, you know, six to seven days a week because I'm in demand for readings and other things. So I guess I'm still learning to say no because I am worthy of relaxing and having downtime and I haven't been having a lot of that. And that was around the conversation I was having with that acupuncturist. So I feel like that's really important for me to really feel like I can uh, receive. And, you know, I may delay the start. I was going to start next week and now I'm sort of like, I don't know because I've got a lot going on. So I just think maybe I may delay the start, but, you know, it's, I've got to be, not doing things out of obligation. I don't want to be doing things for other people. I want to be doing it because I'm into this and my energy's there and stuff like that. Otherwise I'm cheating them and I'm cheating myself. So yeah. I'm going to make some decisions yeah. around that. Yeah. Can I, here, here's some things to consider my friend. It's like, number one, as entrepreneurs, especially as driven women, like we are, we, we do feel this need to want to do everything now, or, you know, time is running out or whatever the case may be. We don't need to do everything now. There is no reason why you can't take time, have a tea, do it wherever you feel Zen, you know, where you're not going to be interrupted, print out giant, a giant calendar of the year. And maybe in every month you write down what you're going to do that month. Maybe you only offer Reiki one four times a year, four months of the year, you're offering Reiki one, Reiki two, 
four months of the year, the following month, which would make sense, right? Or two months after. Then maybe through the other months, you go, I'm going to do mentorship here. I'm going to do that here. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you're right. You need to do everything all at one time. So if you kind of look at mapping out a bit of a guide, then, you know, this month it's readings, it's, um, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. your own development, because I know you're really into that you know, all that and Reiki level one next month, Reiki level two, the following two months mentorship, then Reiki, then Reiki, then mentorship that will keep it fresh. That will keep it exciting. It's exactly what you talked about. You also don't want to like give all the goods and then start to resent it or not like the process as much because here I am doing the thing again. Um, and you know what girl, like, working six to seven days a week is not sustainable. And also I believe that if you are working six to seven days a week, let me tell you this story actually. So I, um, on the raw, raw podcast, well, lots of sort of things I'm promoting. I'm sorry, but, um, I interviewed a woman, this episode, um, went live and it's about how to manifest $10,000. Okay. And so in her book, she basically talked about how she started creating um, a practice in her every day to, to basically tell herself that she didn't have to work all the time. And the way that she did this, Michelle, is every day she took time to watch an episode in the middle of the day of Friends. And so because she was taking the time in the middle of the day to watch an episode of Friends, she was basically putting out to the universe that she didn't have to work all the time. She had so much free time, in fact, that she could watch Friends in the middle of the day and it was a non-issue. And so I guess I just want to challenge you and, and, and get you to think about for yourself whether or not you putting out that you're working six to seven days a week is in fact telling the world, Mm. telling the universe that you have to. And that is an interesting mind shift because if you could make the same amount of money, Oh yeah, I can. Absolutely. I'm totally capable of that. It's just with the mentorship and the Reiki and everything else, you know, we have a whole day. So the Reiki and all of that has to fall on a weekend. So it just ends up that I'm yeah doing those sort of six day weeks. Um, and often there's certain people who can only do weekends. There's a lot of people who can't do like a weekday. So I, you know, I earn enough in two days to not have to work the whole week. You don't have to, you can work weekends. Yeah. And I do, yeah, you can work weekends, but you yeah. And I do, take, I am blocking out my mornings now because um, there's job. some yeah. days where I'd like to go out and have, you know, coffee, like catch up with different people, stuff like that. I've blocked out um, a morning when I had coffee and I also blocked out a lunchtime this week. So I am doing, you know, stuff like that, but I guess it's just spread out. It is spread out at the moment because of Reiki and other things I'm doing over the, you know, six days or whatever. And often on that seventh day, I'm going to the Gold Coast or Brisbane or somewhere else because I don't have time to go to those things on other days. Um, So, yeah, it's just, you know, reorganizing and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I I need to sort of make sure that I am in this and that I'm, you know, the energy is there because it is all energy. So, yeah. yeah, just making sure I'm not doing things out of obligation, I guess. Um, but we will get into the party element, Lauren, if that's okay, which is brought to you by Michelle Apras, the light worker. So as I've sort of alluded to in the show already, I am a mentor. So I help people discover and develop their gifts. I do that one-on-one and in groups. I'm also a Reiki master. So I can teach you Reiki. I'm a pranic energy practitioner, but I don't teach that. Uh, I do teach on the Sunshine Coast too. So just locally uh, in my readings, I'm a medium. So I connect past over loved ones. I'm also an oracle and angel card reader. I don't do tarot, but 
but I do do beautiful connections. I do a lot of business readings, you know, relationships, that sort of thing. So if any of that sort of tickles your fancy, I'd love to hear from you. Michelle, our price light worker on Facebook, also Instagram, but that's my page on Facebook, certainly. And Lauren, I did have a, did you want to go first? I did have a couple of recommendations in the inspo. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say one thing. It's not really a party. It's actually more in line ah. with the improve your life. I didn't come up with a party concept today. Um, yeah, have a party. Listen to all our episodes. They're so great. The affirmation uh, one is that important. was pretty. There you go. That's the party. <laughs> but one thing I forgot to talk about. <laughs> I know. I really need to work harder at this segment, actually, because I pretty much okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that um, into consideration. Uh, yeah, but one thing I want to say just in relation to improve your life is that, um, again, I'm so sorry, Michelle, but I spoke with this woman named, um, Elisa on the bra bra podcast, and she uh -huh. teaches people about speaking with authentic confidence. And the reason why I'm bringing it up stuttering is because when you were talking about, um, yeah. I think you were talking about speaking quietly, stuttering, things like that. Exactly. She basically teaches people that they don't have to have the voice that they have if they don't want to. And I remember she used the example where she goes, you know, when people think, oh, but I'm stuck with the voice I, I have, she goes, look at actors. They change their voices all the time. So it just proves to you that you can automatically change your voice. And so the things that she talked about in that episode blew my mind away. And I will say, I served a lady at the restaurant the other day I'm not even kidding. She talked like this, like a little baby. Every time she was talking, it was like this, exactly like this. Seriously, I can't see my face, but I didn't I'm even like understand what was happening. <laughs> greeting my tail. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Elisa would probably say something like mm. something happened to that woman potentially that made her feel like she was, she mm. couldn't speak mm. in a, in a, a real voice. Right. So I just thought that was interesting because when we're talking about worthiness, um, worthiness is also, like you said, it's the words that we say. And when I was talking about my knees, you know, I was really struggling there to tell you how, what's really going yeah, on, yeah, but yeah. also tell it in a way that I was trying yeah. to support myself <laughs> to transform what, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's really, it's, I it's just, hard. Yeah, that triggered when, me. You know, <laughs> I shouldn't say Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's easy yes. to change your mindset if you just notice you're doing it and then you call yourself on it. It's weird yeah. when you're having a conversation yeah. though, especially on a podcast. That's what we've been doing with our outros, isn't it? Yourself. We've been trying That's to make our weird, outro more positive. But at least... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I love how we, you brought that up. We've never to, even yeah, told them about sure that. Make sure we're not saying anything super negative. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So speaking with authentic confidence. So I just think her, she okay, is skilled, beautiful. man. She is amazing. And so check that episode out. If you're not speaking your truth, if your voice is something that, because that's what it was, Michelle, and then I'll, I'll finish. You were talking about mm -hmm, being, yeah. being passed over for a raise and things like that you know, and that's actually one of the examples she used in our conversation. I think it was in that one. Um, I spoke with her a few times, but you know, she was talking yeah. about how sometimes if you don't actually speak like yeah. a leader, speak like somebody that people want to listen Absolutely. to, then you will be passed over for raises. You won't be think, yeah. thought yeah. of as like being somebody worthy of a promotion. Um, yeah. And that all comes down to what you're saying, the words you yeah. use and the way you Someone speak. said to me and, once ooh, that, I'm you know, you so. walk in like you're the only person for that job. There's no other applicants. There's no one else. It's just you. You always walk in like that. And I've always walked in with that attitude. 
and uh, until spirit decided they wanted me here that's always worked for me and then it didn't work for me the last time because they wanted me here so um lauren just to finish up today i wanted to say it's uh, quite funny as i was looking for inspiration for this section and uh what to write in here i clicked in my facebook feed and i've actually put the image of myself in here so you can see me and i, I may share it with the listener at home i don't i'm not worried about that at all but I saw an old image of myself pop up and uh, it showed me about 30 kilos heavier than I am now, reminded me of how I felt back then. It's a photo of me with my dad. And I was having a great day that day, but I look at myself now and I just think, my God, I'm un unrecognizable. Like I just don't look anything like that, you know, especially when you look at Lauren and my rebranding now and look at the photo of me there. I put that up on Instagram. I've now had about 80 likes on it. It's the most likes I've ever had on any post on Instagram. And it's me just in front of this bright blue wall, you know, the original photo. That's where we took it from. So it's just amazing to me. I look at that and I just think, my God. Now at that point, I remember I didn't feel deserving. Uh, deserving. I didn't feel worthy. And the weight was kind of holding me there. And it was, it was an excuse not to step up for me. And I remember saying to spirit, I'll do my spiritual work. I'll start a side hustle, do readings, healings, all of that stuff. But I want to be lighter and I want to look more like what I feel like I should look like because it didn't look like me. I knew it didn't look like me. And then, you know, I've said this story before, a girl at Trivia walks up, here's my naturopath's business card. I think you should go and see her. Went and saw her, lost the weight, went back to the Gold Coast because we'd moved up to the Sunshine Coast and no one recognized me. People are walking past me and I'm like, Hey, hey. And they're like, oh my God, like 30 kilos is a lot. You know, you look at that photo and they're looking now, it doesn't look like the same person. Yeah. But it also yeah. changed. You know, it's not just the physical, you change internally. Yeah. And I felt different. So I just thank yeah. the universe and I got to work. You know, yeah. I want to ask a listener at yeah. home, you know, person who's listening to this, what's holding you back? You know, what are you using as an excuse, as my, you know, party element this week? Mm. It's time to step in and just do the work. You know, there's a lot of people who walk in and they're like, oh, I've got yeah. this illness and that illness and I identify with this and I identify with that. It's like, it's just an excuse. Yeah. It's just an excuse. Do if you the say work. the spirit, if you say the spirit or whatever yeah, you believe in, do the work. I'm willing to do the work. Help me get to that point. Everything, you know, they will move heaven and earth. Thank you in advance. Let it go. Of course, yeah. you need to let it go. But they will move heaven and earth to get you to where you need to get to. They will. And that's what happened for me. Yeah. Ooh, I love that so much. And you know what? I can just say that um, I also, um, from the, the heaviest that I was, I yeah, easily yeah. lost between 20 and 25 kilos also, which um, for our yes. international audience, I think more in pounds. So I think that's accurate. But probably easily around 40 pounds I've lost. Um, and it was because I, I did a lot of changes. Like I stopped drinking my calories. It was a over a long over time kind of concept. But even since I started running, I've been sh um, shedding a lot of weight as well. And a lot of that also comes down to loving myself. One thing that I learned in um, what the bleep do we know is um, I remember the the woman hated her body and she had this scene where she actually drew hearts on her skin under her clothes. And I did the same thing for years where, um, you know, just, just sending myself That's love helpful. instead of hate. Um, yeah. And so I think it's, is yeah. And it's, but it's just because like you, Michelle, I just decided I wanted to be, I wanted to transform into the woman that I wanted to show up like every day. And I'm not going to transform into that woman sitting on my couch. And so, yeah, today I, I wanted to go for, I, um, I wanted mm. to go for a run, but then I didn't want to do the work apparently. 
So instead of just sitting on the couch or going into the office and starting to work, I did yoga instead. And then I like listened to Deepak Chopra, Chopra, Deepak Chopra, Deepak Chopra's affirmations while I did my yoga. And then I had an extra long Shavasana and it was awesome. And that's what I needed as well. But the point is that I didn't just sit back and go, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I did something. And so those small steps, those small changes, those small adjustments, you know, those take us to the people that we want to be. And it's like Michelle said, releasing the outcome, knowing that the small things that you're, that you're doing, knowing that when you're going out for a drink, maybe you don't drink gin and tonic, maybe you drink gin and soda because soda has no sugar in it and it's delicious. Maybe you, Mm. you know, maybe you don't drink alcohol at all. Instead, you drink something like soda water, which is bubbly. You still feel like you're getting something fancy, but you know, those are all small things that we can do. Yeah. Awesome. So Lauren, just uh, quickly, next episode I do, I've got a lady knocking on my door, Uh, being comfortable in our own space, sporting environment. We're going to be talking about that next episode. Um, So that's going to be awesome. And we will elaborate on that next episode. So this wrapping up I uh that has been the business All in the right. front podcast party in the back pod yes if you liked it tell Fantastic. everyone you know and if you didn't like it listen to another Bye. episode